Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. With me tonight, the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. In at late notice, thank you, Stephen. Craig Murfield, a late fitness test. He's still out looking for players. Thanks for coming in tonight. Huge night. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Yeah, like everyone else out there, I was just waiting in the house, waiting for what's well, a massive night for for Rangers, but Scottish football as well. Um, with the coefficient table, it's really important that Rangers can get over the line tonight and go and take that next step in Europe. Just ten yards away from you is a football legend, John Hartson. No need to give you the full introduction, John. Everyone knows about you and what you've done. And European nights for you were very special. So, what about Rangers tonight? Two one up in Servette in Geneva. How do they tackle it tonight? Well, they go into the game uh, 2-1 in front. They've got that slight advantage. I think ideally it would have been two-goal advantage, really. They were like just, I think they had enough chances last week at Ibrox to, to make that happen. I think they've got to stay in the game. An early goal for Servette tonight would obviously um, mean that Rangers will be under the cosh for a while. Um, Servette at home, they'll have a vociferous crowd and this is where you've, you've got to be strong. You've got to show character, Paul, within the team. Um, Rangers, I think, are, are a better team than Servette, but tonight um, they have to go and show it. We know what's at stake. The winners will probably face PSV, who are 4-1 up from their first leg game. So they don't get any easier, but I think financially as well for the club, if they can get through another tie this evening, um, you know, everybody will benefit that Rangers. So... For me, a really hard game. Rangers will need to be at their best to go and win it. Um, and um, I fancy them to do it. I really fancy Rangers to go and do a job tonight in, in Switzerland. And uh, and then hopefully they, they can go on and place uh, PSV in the, next, in the next qualifier. Rangers fans, what are you thinking ahead of tonight? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Celtic fans, well, you're off midweek at the moment, as we know, until what, the middle of September when Celtic are in the Champions League proper uh, Celtic have been linked well speculation at the moment Stephen any word what do you think about Ryan Fraser at Newcastle out of favour there could you see him coming to Celtic yeah I mean it's, it's a type of rumour you can see a bit of logic in Celtic are in the market for another winger um, I think he'll help with the, the European with the, the homegrown players I think I think they've got a bit of a shortage with that in terms of a few players that have left in the, in the last few years and no doubt at his best Ryan Fraser let up the Premiership at times I think if Celtic can get him in and Brendan Rodgers can get him going again and it's, it's a real good move. John, could you see it happening? Would he fit in, do you think? I think so, yeah. He's a good player. I, I think he's, he's been not played regular of late. His, his game time has become, um, you know, not, not as much as what he would have wanted. I think I'm not too sure if he's in um, um, Howe's sort of plans uh, going forward, Newcastle are buying players all the time. I think they're they're looking at the top end market now. Newcastle, brilliant at the weekend yeah. in their first home game. So, 
I think Ryan Fraser is a talent and um, coming up to Scotland and joining Celtic I think would be a very wise move because he's got a lot to prove as well. He's not going to command a big transfer fee, that's the word, out of St James's Park. Lager Bielka is over for the medical, we understand, so you played with a great Swede at Celtic, could this be another one on the way? It looks like it, doesn't it? The defender is probably about to sign the contract. Well, yes, I think uh, if he's a defender, then obviously, you know, Carter Vickers got, got a knock at the weekend. We, we don't not much news on his fitness. We've already got, uh, sold Starfelt, so you don't want to be leaving yourself short, Paul, going into four competitions this season, the three domestic competitions, and of course the Champions League. So, um, you know, um, Johnson is out at right back at the, at the minute, and Ralston is, is covering for him. Left back as well, I think Taylor sometimes needs a little bit of help. I think he can do it coming out of the side now and again. He's played an awful lot of football. A left back I'd be looking at, certainly, if we had a chance to, to, to get one. But no, um, another defender I think would be music to uh, to Brendan Rodgers' years. Rangers fans are looking forward to the big match tonight. Celtic fans, what are you thinking ahead of, well, the upcoming month? It's going to be quite a few weeks coming for Celtic and for Rangers. But what's going to happen with Rangers tonight? We'll bring you the team news in the second hour. Uh, here's the update yesterday from Michael Beale, the latest uh, on the players available. Yeah, no issues. Obviously, we, we mentioned that Lunny wouldn't be travelling, but Connor's back. Obviously, Ryan's had a nice rest, so he'll be running around tomorrow. <laughs> Rangers don't need to win but the manager he was asked about that I just think we're really focused I think we did a good job last week to get ourselves in front but this game for us starts nil-nil and it's important we try to win again because if we do that then we know we're definitely through we know it's hugely important to, to the club the fans and, and us as, as players and staff as well so it's just important we attack the game head on and what's the team for tonight? Well, this time last night, Barry Ferguson was with us with Mark Guidi and Barry spoke about the game tonight and he gets to his team. Listen, it was yep. it was one of these ones, but we mm-hmm. listen to Michael Beale and I think sometimes in these games you've got to make the, the opposition think, but also you've got to make sure you're solid mm-hmm. when you go away from home. Martin made a good point earlier on the show that you've got to remember Rangers are leading. They'll come at you, so you need to make sure you're solid and compact and hopefully hit them on the counter-attack. And um, So I've went with uh, a back three, obviously, buttling in goals. I went Suter, Golston and Balligan. My two wing-backs is Tavernier and Barisic. A solid midfield three of Jack, Raskin and Sifuentes. We can't well just in front of them with Danilo through the middle. So that was Barry last night and we not controversial but saying three at the back the manager changed things at the weekend as you know, Stephen. What do you make of that line-up tonight? Could you see him going... I, I can see the logic in it, but mm-hmm. I can't see any way Michael Beale changes the, the defensive uh, formation in such a huge night for, for him and for the club. Uh, I think we'll go back to these tried and trusted, trusted four at the back. You're arguing with Barry Ferguson. That's what you're saying. You're I, taking I, him on. I just don't I don't think that'll be the case tonight. I think it'll be the, 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 the usual back four. When it, the one thing when I'm trying to pick my Rangers team here is the lack of pace. Um, it's something Rangers have had for the last few seasons, even... Going back to European run, guys like Bassi and, and Aribo could carry the ball, could travel with it. So they are, lack, lack, they are lacking a bit in, in pace. Um, I've actually picked a team that's just solid. Um, okay. I've picked a, clean, a team with a clean sheet in mind, actually. And that would do. And What's it does, your, yeah, it gets sure. the job done. What's your team? So I've gone for Butland and Goals, mm-hmm. the usual back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic. Okay, the one I've, you would expect. You I've know, gone with yep. the same midfield three as Barry, with mm-hmm. Fuentes and Jack and beside Raskin. 
And then a front three with Lammers and Campbell supporting Danilo. I think he looks a lot more comfortable through the middle as opposed to the, the left wing slot. So, um, as I said, I don't think there's loads of pace to, to choose from. I know Matondo had a bit of a cameo and his Rangers career might get going again for the lack of options of pace. But I think that's a team that can be solid and can control the game. John, what do you feel? Well, Barry knows Rangers a lot more than me, watches them a lot more than me and analyses their performance and their sure. formation and everything else. And I respect Barry's um, decision, but I, I can't see Goldson coming back in tonight having missed out at the weekend, um, straight back in the team, a little bit rusty. I think it'll be the same team. Uh, I think two of his front three scored at the weekend, Lammers and Danilo, uh, coming off a really good performance. I think it'll be, as we see, I think it'll be Sifuentes, uh, Raskin and Cantwell, Cantwell along along the three in the middle of the park. And then Dezes, Lammers and Danilo. Um Normal back four, Tavernier, Suter, Balogun and uh, Barisic, obviously with Butland. So I think he'll say to the players, a wonderful performance. You know, they really picked up from the week before, uh, losing, uh, you know, the opener against Kilmarnock and then and then a really good result against um, against Servette. Well, ideally, they could love, love to have scored more goals, but it wasn't quite to be. They still go with the lead. So I think that team is really solid and has gone and proven that they can go win the next two games. Um, having been lost at Kilmarnock, as I said, they won the next two. So I, I, I don't think any reason to change it tonight. Rangers in action, 7.30. We'll bring you the team news in the next hour. Rangers fans, what are you feeling ahead of the game? Give us a call. 08 08 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with the team here. The Go Radio Football Show. It is Stephen McGinn. And for Craig Moore, Oz is out looking for a player. We'll bring you any news <laughs> if it's something major. Uh, John Hartson as well. Gary is on the line from the Gorbals. Gary, I think you'll be talking Celtic and maybe Newcastle. Good evening. Evening, Paul. Evening, lads. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. So yeah, obviously it's it's great it's great that I get to to throw Newcastle into the mix on on primarily what is a kind of Scottish football uh, exactly. Show, well, and the reason I say it tonight is because we mentioned it last night. We've got the Arsenal legend here, John Harson, and the name of Kieran Tierney. It looks as though his time is up there. Uh, Newcastle are interested in him. Would you like to see him go to Newcastle or Celtic, Gary? What do you think? I would. I would I'd prefer to see him go to Newcastle purely based on the fact I'd love to see him back at Celtic obviously because we know he's Celtic through and through and he has a, a quality defender but I think to be honest looking at his career going forward I think if he comes back up the road you know I think it's almost it's, I'm not saying it's admitting failure but it's it's kind of like you're going back you're taking a step back I think and rather than trying to fight for a place down here we've seen what happened with Billy Gilmore as well mm-hmm. there's a chance possibly for him to go back to Ibrox I think he made the right move in going to Brighton. It, it didn't really work out no, at the start, sure. but now he's getting more game time. John, are you surprised that it looks to be all over for Kieran Tierney? Great favourite with the fans down there. Uh, am I surprised? Probably after what's he been there now a couple of years. He's, yeah, he's, he's not held down a, re, a regular place. We all thought he was going to go down there and totally rip the Premier League up. We know of his talents. But obviously, uh, obviously, Zinchenko, the, the the Ukraine left back, came from Manchester City, a serial winner, won titles, won, yeah. won everything else, a wonderful player. He can play left back. He he drifts into midfield. He and he's a, he's an outstanding player, Zinchenko. So he, he's up. I know Kieran can play in a number of positions. He can go centre half, but with Saliba there and Gabriel, they've got some brilliant centre backs now as well. Arsenal. 
So I, I, I'm I'm not surprised that he he is like on on the radar of several clubs, in particular a club like that that are really going forward in the world in terms of Newcastle. Um, but am I surprised? Not really, because it hasn't really happened for him um, like I would have expected it to. But he's too good a player not not to be playing every week. He was totally out of the fray at the weekend, wasn't even sub. Yep. Arsenal went on and beat Nottingham Forest 2-1. And when you're not involved, I don't know whether he was injured or if he had a knock and that was the reason he was out. But it seems to me sure. that maybe that relationship with... Um, with the manager is not quite there as you, as you would like it to be. Gary, what's your question tonight about Celtic? Yeah, so basically, obviously, just the, the link with Ryan Fraser um, possibly coming in. You know, he's, he's still a fairly young age, I would say, 28. You know, with Kieran Taylor being 26. I think it's kind of mixed emotions because on the one hand, I think he's the kind of player that Brendan Rodgers could probably transform and turn his career slightly around. I know, obviously, you guys were talking about Possibly, you know, getting back into Scotland setup kind of thing. What would worry me is um, the fact that obviously Newcastle are so are so desperate to kind of get them off the books. Obviously, to do the FFP, yeah. we're trying to get players in the door um, that, that's going to contribute to the team. He's already had a, a reported falling out with Eddie Howe. It was the same kind of fallout I think he had <laughs> with David Clark when yeah. um, when when Eddie Howe, fun enough, came in the door. Mm. Um, you know, when you look at his, his his injury worries, you know, he's got a lot of a hamstring and groin problems. And just in terms of like, although he wouldn't, although he wouldn't be looking for a massive, Newcastle wouldn't be looking for a massive fee, I think he would have to take a massive cut in terms of, he's reportedly on 63 grand a week at Newcastle. So you would be looking to get him down to about the 30,000 30, mark. I think. So Gary, if, if it was you, you'd say no, you don't. No, no I, I, I just think I just okay. think there's, yeah, there's sure. a wee element no. of trouble making it. it. Yeah. Stephen, what do you think? I think um, what Gary's just said, I think both parties will assess everything. I think Celtic will look at what's happened at Newcastle, why it went so badly for him, um, what is his injury record, because the last thing you want to do as a club is you bring in a player and uh, he has got a problem. So, and, and for Ryan Fraser's point of view, his next move needs to be right because Newcastle just hasn't worked. Um, Bournemouth was great, his career was looking great, he was involved in the national team. But there is a potential tournament he can play in next year for Scotland. So this move for Ryan Fraser, he needs to assess, is this the right one for him as well? It's a totally different scenario, Ryan Fraser's move and Kieran Tini's move because Arsenal would want a fee for Kieran Tini. They could probably sell him for the best part of the 30 million, 35 million. He's still a good age um, and he demands massive wages I think in terms of Ryan Fraser Newcastle they almost want to give him away um, get him off the wage bill so they can move on and, and look to invest it in, in another player uh, it's just whether or not Celtic want to take on Ryan Fraser I don't know what you'll be on you just mentioned yeah. their 30 grand a week that is almost going up with the top earners and not kick the ball well, for it, Celtic. It is, yeah. isn't it, in Scotland? And he's yeah. on 60 in Newcastle. Stephen, is there an issue around Celtic having enough Scottish players for the pool for Champions League? I think it will always be something uh, they need to look at. I think when you, th- you think of maybe Stephen Welsh, I know he came on at the weekend, but with signing Lager, Bielke on top mm-hmm. of Navrocki, sure. if you get Vickers already there, you would think he's one that might move on. So it's constantly something they've got to be looking at in terms of the, the quota just just lastly going back to Ryan Fraser with the troublemaking 
I don't think if he was that much a problem, Eddie Howe signs him after working with him at Bournemouth. So I think I think he'll have worked him before. Maybe maybe it led to some sort of fallout because Eddie Howe's maybe said, I'll get you going again, and it hasn't happened. It can happen. It just doesn't happen for whatever reason. But I don't think he's signed a player again if he's got any sort of issue with him. Cheney would have to be a loan deal. Um, get him up here sure. on loan. Um but obviously Ryan Fraser, he's been a very good player. We've not seen a lot of him in recent years. Uh, he, he, I thought he lit the, lit the Premier League up at times when he was at Bournemouth, a player that Eddie Howe would have known from his Bournemouth days. And it's yeah. interesting how he's not really done it for him at Newcastle. What about Celtic themselves? This is, uh, you know, it was a big game on Sunday, biggest game of the weekend. Aberdeen, difficult place to go to. 3-1 Celtic, here's Brendan Rodgers. It was a very good win for us. Uh, Obviously, Barry is the team very well set up. It's always difficult to play against that sort of man-to-man and quite direct style. But we, uh, yeah, we got through the game really well. Scored some really good goals. Disappointed with the goal that we gave away from a, a static goal kick. Second half, we we settled a little bit better. But a tough place to to come, and I think Barry's shown that in his in the period he's been he's been playing that man-to-man marking. Is a challenge and always is, and obviously the directness into the into our defensive line early. So, um, but the boys stood up to it, and uh, yeah, it's a really good win for us. Atati coming on made a difference, John. Yeah, well, he, he he likes to get on the ball, doesn't he? He likes to go forward with the ball. He's very positive when when he even plays. When he comes on, he almost played with a little point to prove that you know, don't leave me out again, type of thing. But. Maybe he does have a point to prove. Well, of course, because he, he, he don't yeah. want he does. Nobody wants to be left out, in yeah. particular when he was one of the Celtic's best players. I don't think it's a case of Brendan Rodgers doesn't fancy him. I think Brendan will appreciate Hitati's, uh ability and what he can do on the pitch. And of course, he'd have looked at you know the success that he had last season with Hitati playing the the majority of the games. It's just started the season with Turnbull. Turnbull impressed sort of caught his eye in pre-season and he went with Turnbull and naturally the, the supporters and I are going to be talking about that big decision but it's actually was excellent I thought it was a, it was a, it was a really really good win VAR showed that it's working this season properly with a Bardas goal uh, to start off and then obviously a, a great finish from Kyogo first time sharp as a needle it came to him let him run across his body and then I thought Matt O'Reilly's was a nice little finish as well which probably you know, sort of um, that that was the nail in the coffin for Aberdeen. It made it made it three one yep. and there was almost no way back then. Matt O'Reilly's back on it, isn't he? In the goals already. It took him till February, I think, to get a goal in the old season. Gary, before you go, final thought. Yeah, obviously just in terms of the talking about the Aberdeen game and yeah. I thought it was a really, really good advert for Scottish football, you know, yeah. obviously we're, we're all talking about how, how Aberdeen could do this year, mm-hmm. whether Europe will hinder them, I'm not too sure, obviously, but whether they qualify, obviously, as well. But in terms of just, yeah. like, I thought, you know, when you look at players like Abada, I think Abada's going to have that Elianusi effect, um, that, you know, when we had Elianusi under Brendan Rodgers the first time, I think he'll be that type of player, I think he'll flourish. I think also um, O'Reilly as well, I think he's bought into the manager's style of play as well. We we've not found our feet yet under Brendan yet, but it, it you seen Sunday. You know we we things are starting to click together, and and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, um, it will it will start to fall into place and we'll stop conceding goals, kind of thing. Stephen McGinn is nodding there. Stephen, no, I just agree. I think it was a brilliant win. I, I don't see Celtic Rangers taking twelve points out of Pataudry this season. Um, no, and then I know a lot of the chats came about. Celtic and 
bit of a patched up team and injuries and stuff like that but it was a good time to get Aberdeen I think Barry Robson still not get his team and he's lost Ramadani last week I think Liam Scales will join in the next week or two Is that on the cards? I yeah. expect that to yeah. happen I think they'll look to try and get Matty Pollock back up the road from, from Watford Angus McDonald's still injured they've just signed the, the left wing back McGarry from Australia so having to play Ryan Duncan there in a He's an attacking winger, having to play him in a kind of left wing back position against Celtic wasn't ideal for Aberdeen at the weekend. So I think it was a good time for Celtic to get Aberdeen also. And as I said, I always think the best teams are a reflection of the manager. That was like a team of Barry Robson's on Sunday. They were so aggressive, so in your face. Um, the tempo of the game is good. I think Aberdeen are going to take points off Celtic Rangers this season. And we'll see if it's in the image of the new Celtic manager, Brendan Rodgers. Speak about that shortly and more about Rangers as well. There's more from Michael Beale over in Geneva. Rangers, what, two hours away from kickoff? The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Tuesday night, the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, John Hartson and Stephen McGinn. This time tomorrow night, it'll be Barry Ferguson with Peter Grant. And will they be talking about a Rangers overall victory? A draw would do tonight. Rangers go in 2-1 up after the game last week. As John said, 2-0 would have been brilliant. But, um, you know, the away goals don't count double. So that's a good thing from a Rangers point of view. Here's the manager, Michael Beale. Uh, he's speaking about... Yeah, just holding on, that's not going to be enough. Come to win and, and if we perform to our level, that gives us a good chance too. We want to be positive on the front foot wherever we go and so there won't be too much of a change in our normal sort of setup. One thing's for sure is we're not coming here to hold on to what we've got. And he's been speaking about the great European nights that Rangers have had in recent years. You know, we know they've helped the coefficient big time. I think all the favourite ones for Rangers probably come in the season that I wasn't here, to be honest with you. But uh, no, listen, we've, we have done really well away from home in Europe. I remember Porto away was a special night because Luis Diaz scored a fantastic goal early in the game, but it's a game that we dominated and the team grew a lot from that. We had Benfica away as well. Final was, a, was another night. You think all the way back to Ufa in 2018 when we qualified. and So we've had a lot of big nights in Europe away from home. This group of players have got a lot of experience, but... You know from that that every game away in Europe's tough. You know, I remember going to pro Progress Niederkorn and it's, it's difficult, you know, the, the, uh, the weather, the pitch, the, the officials, the new environment. It's a great leveller and we'll have to be at our best. John, overall, you expect Rangers to go through? I think, I think they're capable if, if they perform like Michael Beale is expecting them to tonight. All Michael Beale can do is prepare the team, um, give his team talk, Tell them how many great results they've had over the years yeah. in Europe. And they have had some terrific results. This is a brand new team. A lot of changes, not a not load of new signings. Um, and they are capable of going to Sevet tonight and, and coming away with a victory. There's no doubt about that. They created enough opportunities in, in the home game. My only worry is, is that they start a little bit sloppy. Yeah. They're under the cosh because Sevet will come flying out of the traps. Rangers a little will be a little bit conservative early on. They'll try and find their way, get some passes in. Um, they'll always have the threat with with Danilo and, and one or two others that play through the middle for them. Um, but that's that's my only issue. If if Savet score the first goal, then the crowd get up. The, the Savet players take confidence from that, and it becomes a really really difficult night. It's important that Rangers start the game properly. 
Uh, and as I said, it's going to be down to the players, Michael O'Neill, uh, sorry, um, Michael O'Neill. Michael where, Beale. where did yeah. he come from? Yeah. Michael Beale, yep. um, you know, all he can do is is give the lads, the lads confidence. Yep. You know, he can pick the, the right team, what he thinks will go and win a football match tonight in a, in a tough environment. And then it's going to be down to the players, Paul. Ultimately, you hand the job over to the players and it's down to them to perform and, and be strong tonight mentally as well as very good on the pitch. Stephen, it's early days. He's one of the late signings, Jose Cifuentes. Some great reports on him. Have you seen much so far? And a big night for him? Yeah, I mean, he looked excellent in the highlights on Saturday. Mm. I mean, the good reviews. It's always a good sign when your old club's uh, disappointed to see you leave. Um, he looked on paper like he was going to be a good signing and he started pretty well at Rangers already. You're picking the Rangers team and you can't see a way where he's not in the team, which is a good sign right away. He looks very athletic, very strong, and adds to adds to what they've got in midfield. I think Raskin it sh- it should should make him a bit better. I think he, he is he is a playmaker. He's a ball player. I think at times, especially in the first leg, he was asked to be the defensive minded player. I don't think it suits him as much. So I think sticking Sofuentes in next to him should should help him. I just think it's such a, a tricky game. I mean, there's no doubt if Rangers get through PSV. Quality wise, the challenge is, I mean, 10 times harder. But Servette were, were very well organised, they were very fit. Um, as John said, it's going to be a testing atmosphere at times tonight. And, and it's about Rangers playing with their head. You know, these Rangers players have been have been taught very early in their Rangers career about every game we must win. But tonight's not must, must win. This is a must not lose. I'll tell you, you don't want them going down to 10 men because they did so well in the, you know, last week, uh, down to 10 men for what a good part of the second half. And in the round beforehand, they went almost the whole game. They do seem really dogged, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you could tell uh, you, you don't come through that tie against Genk when you, when you go down yeah. to 10 men yeah. after five minutes. You don't come through that tie without being strong-minded, really well-organised. So, it's going to be a testing night for Rangers tonight. I think they could have made it easier a bit with a bit more intensity in the last 20, 25 minutes last week at Ibrox. But um, I think if they're solid, it can be a, they can come through with a big mental hurdle tonight if they can come through it. Manager Michael Beale's been speaking. This was at the weekend about someone who came back in. It was his debut second time round. Leon Balogun. Uh, Leon was fantastic today and uh, he gives that first hit. He can play right or left. I think we should get used to seeing a back three at times as well. And Ben's back into training on Monday. That's the first sighting of Dujon. Ridvan's back in training Thursday. All of a sudden, Leon King's back. There's a little bit more strength there. What I'm really keen to do is have some consistency in the starting eleven and use the subs if needed, not make too many changes while we're in this period. I think it will help the team. So Leon played today for Connor and did really well, but expect Connor back on Tuesday. Connor back on Tuesday is what he's saying, so that looks as though he will be in. But John, you feel, well, look, we'll find out in the next hour. Yeah, it's, it, it's a big game yeah. to put him back in. Listen, he's his captain. He's capable of going in, no doubt about it. And he's you so know. consistent, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he brings a lot to, to Rangers, uh, both as a figurehead captain, as a defender as well. But, you know, Balogun w- was a strange one for me when they when they eventually let Balogun go. First time around, they brought him back to the club. Physically, he's, he's very big, strong, goes and heads the ball, really good, you know, centre-back. And Michael Beale there is... Not um, contradicting himself as such, but he said there in one breath, he said, I don't want to be making too many changes. I'd like to pick the same players, be consistent. And if that's the case, then he picks the same team because it's a really comfortable 4-0 win. But then again, he's talking about now playing three at the back or maybe replacing Suter or Balogun with Goldson and staying to four. 
Um, Barry thinks it's going to be three at the back with with the wing backs. Barisic and Tavernier were both very capable. So in one sense, you know, you you yeah. can't quite get what he's going to say, but uh, uh, what he's going to do, if you like. But he's got options. I think the other the other quality, the, the other good point is is that he's got options. He's got options to change. He's got options in midfield. You know, he's got Ryan Jack. He's got one or two others. You know, uh, Lundstrom. So, so Lundstrom, he, I think he is out tonight. All right. Yeah, Rangers fans, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. 50,000 were there at the weekend and I think by and large they enjoyed it. It was 1-0 though until eight minutes to go. And of course, Conor Golson, he does, he behaves like a captain. He's the vice captain to yeah. James Tavernier, but you always think he's a, a real leader on the pitch as you're the Falkirk captain. Yeah, he, yeah, a leader. Uh, I expect him to play tonight. I didn't expect him coming into the season. I didn't expect to see him at, at Kilmarnock. I thought he'd be out for a bit longer than he was. It was too early. No, I, I mean, the result depending it wasn't Conor Goldson's fault, but I didn't expect him. But I think it shows the importance of him to Michael Beale. He really trusts him. He looks to him on and off the pitch. I wasn't surprised to see him not play against Livingston. I expect him to play tonight, but I don't expect him to to then go on and play against Morton on Saturday in the, in the cup. I would expect Balligan to come in. I think they need to manage Conor Goldson's load and. I just think Michael Beale needs as many players out there as he trusts tonight and I don't think he trusts anyone more than Conor Goldson. Do you think he'll go to a three? Goldson will, will fit in between Suter and Balligan or will, he, or will he take one of them out and play a four? No, I don't. I think he's very consistent in, in his formation, Michael Beale. So I can't... I, at times, maybe in, in, in the league, mm. maybe he'll introduce it as something going forward if Leon Balligan puts himself in a position where he... Yeah, he has to play, but I can't see other than that Michael Beale making a big change to the formation. We're going to run through all the teams from the weekend. It's still just a couple of days ago. The Celtic game was on uh, Sunday. Rangers were playing Saturday, as you know, 4 0 against Livy. Ross County, what a win for them against St Johnson, and already Ross. alarm bells ringing if you're in Perth. And St Mirren, a win for your old team, Stephen, 2 1 against Dundee. Uh, and then on Sunday, Celtic winning the early game 3 1 at Petodre. Uh, Hearts and Killy, 0 0. I think Killy would probably be happy about that Lauren Shankland apparently wanted in England that's no surprise but Saudi Arabia as well could he be another one taking the the petrodollars from the Middle East and Motherwell 2-1 against Hibs and Hibs who would have believed it bottom of the table and yet still then they'll be playing on Thursday night as Hartswell as well against Rosenberg and uh, for Hibs it's against Lucerne and they're in what 3-1 up from the first leg so but that's another year old team it's hard to figure yeah it's, I mean um, I, I do think they have struggled with the intensity of the Thursday nights coming into the Sunday. They need to be very careful though because on paper the fixtures haven't been a disaster. I mean, you get into the season, you get St Mirren at home, Motherwell away, you come out pointless all of a sudden, you come into a fixture list with Celtic, Rangers, Hearts and you don't want them to be your must-wins. So they need to be very careful with, with the league form but... I think the fact that they can part that now and they go to Switzerland on Thursday with a massive carrot of, of the Aston Villa uh, game if they can get through that on Thursday which would be a huge game for both clubs so they, they, they can part the league side, uh, side for now go and get the job done on Thursday but they very quickly need to get the league, league for, uh, performances going They sure do Did you notice I didn't say much about Newcastle earlier on because we didn't see that coming did we the result against uh, your brother's team Yeah definitely Aston Villa and, and I only managed to see the first 15-20 minutes of it and, and then you were behind the couch I couldn't uh, I couldn't have told you it was finished 5-1 for, for a start how robust Aston Villa have been and, yeah. sure. um, you even, know what though uh, Stephen Paul yeah. I think Newcastle can do that to a lot of teams this season yeah. mm -hmm. 
Usyk, what, what a player. Um, Isaac, is that Isaac Usyk? Of course, the Champions League. I mean, he has yeah. done some job, hasn't he? You know, oh, he has. Uh, he has. He took him yeah. into the Champions League. Probably a lot of people still yeah. thought maybe it's a little bit early, but he's had money to spend. He's brought some good additions in there. Um, and it, it was a brilliant result um, against Villa and Villa a lot of people's fancies this season to, to push mm. on from last season and under Unai Emery of course yeah. yeah, that's that's a fixture I want if Celtic and hopefully Rangers can get in there for, for one of your clubs to play Newcastle in the Champions League oh, cool. yeah. I think the atmospheres would just be outstanding have they ever we, played we, we, we used to beat in the teams yeah. from down there anyway well Celtic. John what did you have to do with that game I'll never forget that Liverpool of course, uh, well, 20 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but we, was, we, yeah. We, we had a good side, Paul. We, we, For sure. Uh, although yeah. you go to Anfield, and the Anfield are brilliant under the lights in Europe. Look look how many Champions League medals they've got. Going back to the old days of Keegan, Toshak, Rush, Daglish, you know, they, they never, ever, they always turned it on at Anfield. You know, they, they, were, they were always very confident. The crowd behind them swaying mm. there. So not many teams win at Anfield, but that, that particular night, we needed to score. It was one all from the first game. We managed to do that. Yep. Um, and we were clapped off that night. So You scored from about 80 yards? <laughs> well, it goes, it, it, I'm, I'm just scoring, making it bigger every time I ask you. It goes more, yeah. more, yeah. But Indeed, no, no, no. Yeah. It, was, it was a result for the for the team. It was a brilliant team. Took us through to the semi-final and all the thoughts out. Then we went on to, I think, Blackburn before that. So yeah. what, Ewood what, Park, yeah, of what, course. What Graham Stephen is saying, you know, we, you got to be confident because... Down south, as you know, our, our league is is very frowned upon in terms of not having the quality. And Are all. they unfair on us? Would you say on the, on the I, I would say Premier. so, yeah. But they keep nicking our best players. So what can what can you do about that? You're not enough money. But it would be great yeah. if Hibs could get through, and then obviously Aston Villa. Exactly what, what the time? John McGinn Derby uh, they're calling it. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, I'm sure Stephen is still struggling asking his brother for a ticket. And Stephen, how many have we got? No, the. They'll wait to see what happens. But Hebs could go through. We'll be talking about that later in the programme. But this is Glasgow's own Go Radio. The Go Radio football show. Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn and John Hartson. Quick break and then we're back. Lots coming up. We'll hear more from Michael Beale ahead of the game tonight. And more from Brendan Rogers, And maybe from you. 08 08 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! Lots of calls coming in. 08 08 17 17 700. John Hartson, Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn. Rangers in action tonight. It's early, it's a qualifier, but they're 90 minutes away from getting through to the fourth and the final round before the Champions League proper. The music that everyone loves, John. You remember it well? Yeah, the Champions League theme. Brilliant. Celtic will hear that in the middle of September yeah. and you know, in a couple of weeks time we'll get the draw and Celtic fans will be desperate to see who it's going to be Stephen McGinn has said already later on could it be Newcastle against Celtic in the Champions League it could be I don't think they've ever met have they and I know someone will come on and say but not in any major tournament I can't remember I no don't think so of course Newcastle have been out of it for so long but they're back in it and for Rangers then huge tonight 4.3 million to get through to the match probably against PSV I don't think there's going to be an upset is there they're well ahead after the game last week yeah I think they'll, they'll finish a the job I think they'll win again tonight obviously 4-1 up from the, and I watched some of that game and they were they were very impressive they look like they're in a better place than they were last year so hopefully if Rangers get through it'll be a um, really challenging close game again but um, tonight tonight's just major for Rangers I think the, the consequence of both games losing this game or losing the PSV game would be dropping into the Europa League so there is that safety net for them but um, I think financially it would be huge if they could join Celtic in the Champions League Big night for Jack Butland um, 
let's hear from the manager speaking about the goalkeeper he signed in the summer. Yeah, I've got no doubts with Jack's a top goalkeeper. We get him at a good age. We're very fortunate here. I think we have good goalkeepers in general. It's a it's a position that we've got strength in depth in and uh, Jack talks well in the dressing room as well. And uh, I think he's he started his Rangers career well. And I think in midweek he had a good night and a VAR decision robs him of a clean sheet. So I was delighted that he got one today. Ironically, of course, Man United reported to be interested in young McCrory, that he could be going to Man United. Now he needs to play football, but is it different? Is Man United in for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good link, but we spoke on the show last year. Uh, I mean, he did a great end to the season playing for Rangers, did very well in the Celtic game. He needs to play as good as a moves that, that would be. You really want him to be playing, especially for, for the national team, as we spoke about. We we don't have enough goalkeepers coming through. So in an ideal world, where well, he goes to Man United and play, that'd be the best case for everyone. <laughs> if he played. If yeah. he play, plays. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, for Celtic, can we talk Celtic? Quite a few people asking, what do you think of Celtic so far? I mean, top of the table, along with St Mirren after the first two games. It's only two games. Let's see what Brendan Rodgers was saying about the match at the weekend and then we hear what you think. Well, yeah, there's no doubt on that. I think the, the attitude of the players is, is top class. And it's always a good sign for a team and you can start well and finish strong so um, it was always in the balance of course uh, but once we get the third goal we can then control the game the guys coming into the game the subs uh, really come in and, and settled the game well for us and made a really really important contribution John what do you feel? Yeah well they've scored um, was it seven so, goals yeah. in the first two games <laughs> people still having a bit of a moan up but uh Brendan says the attitude's great. That's all you can do is, is listen to the manager. Obviously, he's there every day watching the players' attitudes and how they're training and everything else. And he's experienced enough to, to judge it how he sees it when he makes the big calls. Um, you know, he's with them. He's with them all the time. He's seeing how they are physically, mentally. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's been a good start, but uh, they, they will get better, I think, once once they get into the flow. I think that little finding that little bit more fluency once you get his, it, the consistency as well of a, of a starting eleven, um, I think Celtic will kick on. I, I really do. There, there's been a few teething problems early on. You know, um, the two goals conceded against Ross County is, is not like Celtic in the first home game of the season. But I think these are things that Brendan can tinker with. You know, he, he, he's, it's good as a team if you've got things to work on. You know, you're not exactly going to be perfect in the first two games. There will be problems. There will be injuries like we've seen. Young Welsh has just got a shot in the arm from mm. the manager. He's saying that he wants him to stay at Celtic. Do you want um, him to stay, John? Do you expect him to stay? I think he will now, mm. yeah. The manager's give him a, a huge lift. He, he came in at the weekend and did very mm. well. Defended, defended. I thought what Celtic did very well at the weekend was they defended the lead well. When they went to 3-1, they had to head the ball out of their own box because Aberdeen put the ball in the box. And, and Celtic defended their goal really well and, and, and obviously uh, went on to win 3-1. Um, but yeah, they, you know, there'll be food for thought. There'll be one or two things that Brendan will want to get better, naturally. But I think over the piece, it's been, you know, two wins, two good wins, seven goals. And, and there will always be little things to work on, Paul. That's just natural. Of course, that's what the manager said. He said there's a lot to work on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's lots to, lots to work on. But, but I think it's the beauty of the, of the squad. There are a group of players that want to learn, want to be better. There's many areas that we can uh, improve on. And, and that's the beauty of it. It's still very early on in the season and there's a long way to go. And I think each day they will get better and better. So, um, But whilst you're, you're looking to improve performance level, you, um, 
it's important to win, and it's, it's two out of two. We've scored goals, and uh, yeah, it's, I'm pleased. Stephen, what have you spotted in the defence? It's uh, slightly different the way they play with the fullbacks, and is that affecting Greg Taylor in the first couple of games? Yeah, I mean, Greg Greg Taylor had an amazing eighteen months to two years under Ange Postecoglou, and he took to that new role at a glove. But it's hard. He's back to the more traditional left back. We you may be supporting the left winger from from behind or overlapping. So. And and it's pretty unforgiving itself to you, you expect him to change his role and, and keep up the seven, eight out of ten performances. So no no doubt that the start of the season's not been as free flowing as Brendan would have liked. I know it's taking over France Postacoglu, changing the, the style, little touches to it, injuries have, have not helped. I mean, who'd have thought finishing the game at Petodre would have been Ralston, Welsh, Navrocki and, and Taylor as a back four. So but some some real positives. I think Navrocki could be a really good player. I mean, he looked like a Celtic player in that game on Sunday. What did you like about him? I love the way he steps into the game. I love he, he almost is that Christopher Ayer way of just going in and, and picking passes. Um, he looks like he can head. It was a couple of times he it's a free header. He heads it down to Celtic players. I, I think he looks like someone at 22 who could be a real good Celtic player. I really like to look at Odin Home when he came on. Actually. I was actually that impressed. I was thinking he's going to be really hard to keep him out of the living. Um, the way he took to the the game and, and Saturday, in Sunday, especially the injury to Rio Hatati. I don't, I don't particularly think that the midfield three of McGregor, O'Reilly, and Turnbull is as dynamic as 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 with Hatati. So I do think with Hatati injury, it might open up a wee transfer of a road in home. And obviously Yang does amazing, yeah. amazing for the goal. Got the assists. Yeah. Looks like he can go either way. So. I mean, a lot of these Celtic players we didn't know anything about. You're waiting to judge them and a couple of them can be quite happy with their Celtic starts. And I guess the new manager wants to put his stamp stamp on it. I mean, it's a hugely successful team from last season. few changes, three of them have gone. But you do want to see some changes, don't you? At the same time, without losing that grip on the game that they've had. Well, yeah, there's, there, there has been, I wouldn't say a hangover, but you, know, you look how successful Ange was, you look how successful is. His team played and yeah. the fluency and the, it, it, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of players coming in and you know Turnbull, who, 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 who sort of um, Ange almost I won't say gave up on, but Hitati was was brilliant last season. Turnbull really didn't get a look in um, the second half of the season. All of a sudden this season they go in. Turnbull's a completely different player to Hitati. Uh, Turnbull likes to get into the box. Atassi will arrive in the box, but he'll also do the, the donkey work, get back behind the ball when you're defending a lot better. Um, so the, the, there's there's been changes. Alistair Johnson finished the season brilliantly mm-hmm. under Ange. All of a sudden, Ralston has have to come back in. Stephen Welsh is having another look in. So there's been lots of changes, but I, I totally agree with Young McGinn here. I, I agree that... Um, that um, Yang mm. did very well. Looks oh. looks a good player. Oh, it was only little fits and bits and bobs. We saw fits and starts. And home look, looks looks a real player. He's come in as a sub. Not easy to come on as a sub and make an impression, but he's he's done that. So I think in in recent weeks to come, I think you're going to see Brendan making changes. And some sometimes that might go against the team. It might upset yeah. the flow. Mm. And Celtic might lose the odd game. But it's important that we stick with the manager. I think there is a process. Stillian Petrop kept kept mentioning process at the weekend. There is a process under Brendan. He's a very vast, experienced manager. So you might see one or two 
surprises, if you like, mm-hmm. coming into the team because these players deserve a start, the likes of Holm and Yang, definitely. Mm-hmm. Pat's on at the socials asking, when is AJ going to be back? Alistair Johnson, any insight? When do you reckon the word is quite soon? Well, it looks like he's very close to full training. Um, I think with the nature of the game on Sunday, with being on the AstroTurf down at Kilmarnock, I'd be really surprised if he was thrown in. I think Anthony Ralston will play Sunday, but I think they'll look to the St. Johnson game at home to get Alistair Johnson a game in before the, the massive game at Ibrox. Um, he's such a key player for Celtic. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers speaking about the man who came on but then had to go off, Rayo Hatati. Rio coming in was just a, a tactical one I felt in the second balls there was a lot of direct balls in the first half when we in midfield we weren't getting around the uh, the second ball so he's quite tenacious uh, in there Rio so bringing him into the game but then he felt um, maybe a little issue in his calf so we'll see how that is in the next couple of days What about Kyogo player of the year last year and we see a difference in his style under Brendan Rodgers Yeah it's one of the most glaring changes yeah. uh, at times last year I mean you're thinking some of the 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 games at Hamden, I think he scored against Rangers with like his third touch in the game after about 40 minutes. And then on Sunday, at one point, Anthony Ralston's taking a throw in in his own half and Kyle goes next to Callum, uh, Callum McGregor mm-hmm. looking for the ball. And I said, you look at Kyogo in these last two seasons, could you see an improvement in Kyogo? It'd be very hard to improve in Kyogo. But he actually looks as if he's even enjoying it even more. The, the more touches he's, he's taking part in the game a lot more. And it's not harming his, his goal scoring. So... Uh, that's one of the noticeable changes from Brendan's style John you know a thing or two about Celtic striker being a, a great Celtic striker what do you make of Kyogo and the changes slight changes in the way he's playing this season yeah there's there's, there's slight changes he, he, he seems to be coming off a little bit more from that sort of uh, the highest point of the pitch where you, your centre forward normally is as, as, a, as somebody to hit when you when you need him that out ball if you like but listen I, I don't need to mention you know wax lyrical more so yeah. over Kyogo somebody had the audacity to ask me last week who's going to be the top goal scorer this year <laughs> you know the audacity of it yeah. but if they keep making him chances and, and defenders slip up at all and without concentrating giving bad sort of goal like he did at Aberdeen it was it, yeah. it was just yeah. a little thing that the two defenders made a slight mistake Kyogo's on there Boom. so sharp bang what a finish you know that that volley Technique. He's he's got everything really. Um, the the big thing for me is keeping him fit. Um, keep making him opportunities because he's he's so he's so important to to Celtic's success and uh, them goals. I've always said it, Paul. You know, centre forwards, goal scorers. You know, the top ones are few and far between, and the ones that can go and get you twenty five, thirty goals will will bring you the most success. Stephen, I asked John what he thought of Celtic after two games. What do you feel then? With Brendan Rodgers back, we've touched some of the changes. What else have you noticed and what do you think about them? Well, I think, I mean, you look at they're in a two-team league and they're already three points clear after two games. Um, they, I think they'll take care of St. Johnson um, in the next league game and then you can go to Ibrox with a chance to potentially go six points clear. So in terms of results-wise... Uh, they, they'll be happy that they're in a good place they'll know they're going to get better they'll know guys like John, uh, Johnson, Alistair Johnson coming back fit improves the team what I do is that it just feels a bit like there are one or two players still missing starters um, it does have that bit of feel to it and I think if they can get that sorted as soon as possible I think the whole thing just settling down getting close to your best 11 on the park I think the whole thing will look even better 
Brendan Rodgers has been speaking about the momentum that he's looking for and the fact that they don't have qualifiers, which is a huge factor. Yeah, that, that's the that, that's the aim is to uh, obviously you don't play Champions League till mid uh, mid September. So the idea is to to develop the game model in terms of performance level because that's always vital for us because we perform well with a much better chance of winning. Um, players adapting to to our work. Um, probably in the first half we we went too direct too many times whenever we can play with more of a pause in the game and, and push them back. But that's just that's just getting used to how we want to work, having that variety in the game. So we have depth we can go to because we've got great speed, but also uh, making those short, quick passes, which is important for us. So, uh, But yeah, whilst we have plenty of time to work in the week, uh, we can use that time wisely and, and just keep improving, which is the aim. John, you're nodding there. You, mm. There are going to be more signings, aren't there? Yeah, in the next two I, and a half I, weeks. I, I would think so. I think Celtic have um, had the finance. I think Brendan would have been given some assurances to bring in more more players to add to the, the, the very good group that he already has. You have to deal with injuries, as I said, some suspensions throughout the season. But also, the fluency, you've lost Jota. He was a huge mm. cog in the wheel, mm. if you like, the way Celtic played. Whenever Celtic were in trouble, they'd give it to Jota. You know, he'd carry it. He'd carry it up the pitch. He'd get you up the pitch. And then Maeda played predominantly on the right or Jota went to the right, Maeda, Kyogo through the middle. And, you know, you, you, had, you had that. It was functioning perfectly well. And, you know, and, and that's, what, that's what it was like last season. So there was always going to be a few teething problems when, when Brendan came in. He probably never expected it to be perfect football. But knowing the guy like I do knowing what he's achieved before, he will make it perfect. You know, because that's the way he is. He, he'll, have, he'll have high, very high standards and anything but perfect is not good enough for him. The news is next. Then we're back for hour two, including the Rangers team. We'll be coming shortly. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! A lot of Rangers fans have been on the socials at Go Football Show and I think quietly confident about the game tonight, but they are going to take nothing for granted, John Hartson, as they won't and Michael Beale won. This is his first time in charge in a European game for Rangers. Of course, he was there as an assistant yep. to Stephen Jarrett. It's his first away from home tonight and a massive game, isn't it, always? But you would expect, you would hope Rangers yeah. go through tonight. Uh, yeah, of course. I think the Rangers supporters have every right to think that they can get through tonight. They, they, they did enough in the in the home game last week but I think most of them will appreciate as well Rangers have to be at it they have to be strong defensively they have to throw on, they have to put in you know their own threat on 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 Servette and hope that their players is one of them other great European nights away from ro- right from home that they need to call upon and, and obviously those memories when they got to the final um, they're going to need them to produce an, another fantastic performance Stephen, what's your scoreline tonight? What do you think? Rangers going 2-1 up? What do you reckon? 
I think I think it'll be a draw, low scoring draw. I think I think tonight's uh, Jack Butlin's first real big test as a Rangers player. I think he's come in really smoothly. He, he looks assured, as Michael Beale said, he's he's a character off the park as well in terms of being a leader in the dressing room. But I think these are the types of nights um, for for clubs away from home in Europe. Your goalkeeper needs to be good, and I think at times tonight he's going to have to be. He's going to have to make saves at times tonight because, um, as you say, that team's going to throw everything at Rangers. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing his his performance tonight. Score drawn, that would be good enough for Rangers. John, what do you feel? I agree with with Stephen. I think that um, I, I think it's a tough night for Rangers. I think they're more than capable of getting through. It's going to take a really strong defensive performance. Butler might have to be called upon a few times, but I think a draw, whether it's a nil nil or, or a score draw is enough to take Rangers through. Of course, they've got Crivelli back after suspension uh, for Rangers. No real problems. Jack and Goldson are available again, uh, but Lundstrom has not travelled with the team. The manager spoke after the win at the weekend, 4-0 against Livy, and he spoke about the, the midfield and the number of players that they've got fit and ready for it. Really pleased. Todd had a fitness test to play in the game today, so it was very much touch and go. Um, he took a, a, a knock to his thigh in the game midweek and... Uh, he was desperate to play. You could see he got really tired just before he come off. The uh, the second goal for us come at the right time because um, we managed to re-energise or, or rest the midfielders, if you like. That's got a good mix to it. I thought Ryan J- Jack was terrific in midweek as well. And we've got John and we've got Kieran. So we've got good strength in depth. Tom Lawrence is in the background just working his way back to fitness via training games, really. He's been out for a year, so he's... He's probably a 10 or 15 man at the minute man at the moment, but he'll get there as well. So we've got uh, we've got real strength in depth in midfield. It's finding the right balance, and I wanted some consistency today. So just two changes in the starting lineup I thought was important. Stephen he had a good season last year after coming. Todd Cantwell started well this year. Yeah, he's he's a key player for for the Rangers team. He is the one player at the minute where you think he can. Bring a, he brings an energy and an enthusiasm to the performances and as I said I said last week I didn't really like him uh, deeper in the game I, I think he needs to be playing that close to the striker and I've got him as part of the front three tonight and I think he what, what Rangers have had for the last few seasons they've always had Ryan Kent someone will carry the ball Todd Cantwell carries it in a different way he gets passes off plays one-twos he, he brings an energy to it so I prefer him as part of the front three or as as a number ten, I don't didn't lo- didn't love him the, the defensive position. So going tonight, I think he'll be a part of it, and I, I think if Rangers are to score, um, he will play a part in it. John, you like his attitude? He's been right yeah. up for it, and you know Ryan Kent in Europe for Rangers was so important. They will miss him, but they've now got Todd Cantwell. Yeah, different players, yeah, of sure. course. I think Ryan Jack probably fills in that holding midfield yeah. player, although he can he can go forward as well. Um, Cantwell is is all action, isn't he? You know, he defies opinion. He's he's all action. He's he's up and he's around the pitch, and he, he's definitely got a talent. You know, he's he's added to what Rangers have. Um, but I, I think tonight, I think he'll he'll play in 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 the midfield three: Sifuentes, Raskin, and Cantwell. And I think they'll play the three that started at the weekend. And Michael Beale talked about consistency, trying to pick the same team. I know it's different going away in Europe when you're holding on to a one-goal sort of lead, two-one down, two-one up. Sorry, so they've got the advantage of of, of having that goal advantage. Um, and as I said, I, I, why change it when when the team have come off a really good win? Um, 
the only reason I can see if he went to a three was to, to maybe shore up defensively if they put Goldson in there, you know, with Balogun and Suter. But, um, you know, as I said, it, it's a really difficult game. The players are going to have to concentrate every minute tonight, make sure the defence set pieces properly and they cannot simply afford to concede to um, to this team early on because then they get their back up, the crowd get behind them, they, they, it lifts their confidence. That is the worst thing that could happen to Rangers tonight is Savet get an early goal. It's such a, an important bench these days. There's so many players. It's no longer about 11 or 13. There's so many involved. Can we get any clue from the Rangers subs at the weekend that might play a part tonight? Yeah, look, Rabbi's had a good pre-season and he's had a disappointing time in general uh, here at Rangers. But today, I think we should give him a lot of praise for the way he come into a game. Like a lot of players uh, with his speed and his attributes, you're only going to remember the last pass or the last shot. And at the moment, we've got a lot of players sort of a little bit like that, that the last pass or shot needs to be better. But I thought Rabi come on today, that was a huge step in the right direction. He played a huge part in Kieran's goal. And one or two other times, he drove us up the pitch. Played a really nice pass to Abdullah as well, where maybe if Abdullah's not so honest, it's a penalty, but he stays up and the keeper makes a good save. So I thought those two boys come on. In the five or six minutes before that, there was tension in the stadium, but I just wanted to stay with the front three just to see if they could work it out because we had moments. So, look, we're, we're a work in progress, but uh, the last two performances are a step in the, in the right direction for sure. Seems to be the buzzword tonight, isn't it, Stephen? Uh, work in progress. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers said the same Jess Matondo I think there's, there's a lifeline created for him at Rangers with mm-hmm. um, Fashion Sakala and Ryan Kent leaving um, a lot of the Rangers attacking players like to come to the ball like touches like playing in the park a lot of them's favour positions in number 10 Rabi Matondo is one of the only players in the Rangers teams at genuine width genuine pace and can be direct now it would be a major turnaround if he is I mean he was a big signing at yeah. the point but it just didn't really happen for him um, it would be a major turnaround if he's to to, to reinvigorate his yeah. Rangers career and, and get back into the team but um, as I said there has been a, a, an opening uh, created for him so he needs to grab that with both hands we'll get the Rangers team in the next few minutes I'm just looking forward to, to this weekend some of the fixtures that are on Stephen uh, you would have been playing Stirling Albion how's your fitness I know you've missed the first two games of the season so Stirling Albion would have been playing you you're playing them next week but um, will we see you back soon hopefully yeah I hope it's such a frustrating um, injury at the minute and especially at the start of the season you're yeah. so desperate mm-hmm. to play those first few league games that Went up to COVID the weekend. Um, draw. Yeah, yeah. Got, a, got a point late on. Obviously wanted to win the game, but in the circumstances, it was great to get that point. So, yeah, I'm just desperate to get back out there. Obviously, Stirling Albion had done a, an amazing League Cup campaign, so they've earned the right to play Aberdeen on Friday night. And John, I hear you were down in Ayrshire. I heard it with Crofty and Grado this yeah. morning. So you were in London. I know you were on the telly. Yeah. But also, so what was happening in Ayrshire? Because I think uh, Crofty and Grado, you were, you were spotted in Ardrossan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went yeah. out to Salt Coats. A uh, Salt Coats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, Bobby Lennox country. They have, of they, course, they have a yeah. big statue of, of Bobby, who's yeah. a magnificent, over 200 goals oh. for Celtic. What a centre forward he was. Um, 
And uh, we were down there, me and Mark Wilson, just, just doing a, a gentleman's evening with uh, yeah. a Celtic supporters club. It was very enjoyable. I, I enjoy these things, you know, just yeah, telling, a welcome, few, John, I'm sure. uh, yeah. telling a few stories yeah. and reminiscing, you know, about the, about the days. And Mark was good as well. Mark yeah. Wilson, very good speaker, very funny. So yeah. I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed being with Mark. I'm sure he would make sure they're all tuned in to us. And, uh, Absolutely. From yeah. five. I'm Mark, joking, I think he's Mark on the other came side, to Celtic, yeah. Paul, when I was there from Dundee United. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. He'd Gordon Strachan, I think, signed him at right, right. back, but yeah. he, he was a brilliant young player at the time. Went on to do very well for Celtic. Yeah. Cracking guy. Let's go on the lines, talking of cracking guys. Here's Connor, big Rangers fan. Good evening, Connor. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Uh, good. You didn't expect to be uh, compared there with a, a Celtic player, but Connor, you love your football, you love your Rangers. How are you feeling ahead of the game tonight? Yeah, um, listen, I'm feeling confident enough. I think we'll get it over the line. Um, I'm looking weary of the fact that their home record actually, they've got a terrific home record. I think they've lost their home in over a year. Um, so they are impressive at home. And obviously, I'm sure they're, and it's what will change it might be the fact that they're going to have players that will come in tonight that never played last week because there was about, was it seven, I think, right. last week? Um, so that's that's going to maybe make it difficult but I do think we've got enough in the locker to see it over the line um, I just wonder if, whether the guys think that maybe Rabbi Matondo done enough with his performance yeah. on Saturday to get in because I thought he was he was a standout player on Saturday um, but when he came on he just looked silly energy um, and I, I'm thinking maybe he's done enough to, to at least ask the question of Michael Beale about getting in that squad yeah, I, I think I think you're right, Connor. I think you make a good point. Um, whether or not uh, Michael Beale goes with the same eleven, and he knows he's got a really um, determined player that wants to come on and make a big impact. Maybe he'll go the same way. Um, he got booked as well at the weekend, which shows a little bit of commitment as well that he's got for the cause at Rangers. He probably feels as if he's got a lot to prove. Out for long periods last season, having came up. He signed roughly at the same yeah. time as his fellow Welshman, Tom Lawrence. Um, so definitely, I think he's a good player. Um, did very well at the weekend. So for me, um, it'd be interesting if, if he does go with him from the start or whether he feels if, if it's not going to plan, he's got the likes of you know Matondo, he's, he's got the likes of Kemar Roof, one or two others that can come on and make a change, mm. do you know? Stephen, you see him featuring tonight? I know we spoke about him. Yeah, I think, I mean, this Rangers team have been good in Europe for the last four or five years uh, and a big part of it has been the counter-attack and they've had pace and guys like Ryan Kent have carried the ball, Joe Rebo carried the ball for them and, and broken teams and in this current Rangers squad there's, there's not lots of the, those types of players so I can see Matondo playing his part tonight. So what's your prediction, Connor? What do you reckon for tonight? What are you expecting? Um, to be honest with you, I'm expecting a long night, actually. I think are this you? could go yeah. the distance right. the extra time. A one goal, we'd, you know, yeah. ideally, we'd have got it done last week. But I think what will happen is, I think, I think in 90 minutes, it's probably going to, I think, finish either sort of 1-1 or 2-1 to them, and then we'll go into an extra time period. Uh, and I think we'll take it for there. Uh, for fitness, just purely... I'm basing that on what I've seen for us so far and the fact that they have such a, a terrific record at home and, and Genk, who they bet in the last round, aren't, I know they're maybe not as good as the ones were, no. but they're also not mugs sure. either. Um, that was a, a good result for them. Uh, but I still think we'll get through. I just think we'll need to go the long way. 
Connor, what what have Rangers got to do um, so well tonight? What what will be the key elements for Rangers to get through this game against a really tough Servette team, who I think Rangers last week maybe um, could have done with going away with a two goal. I think there's enough chances yeah. in that game, but so did Servette actually looked very solid as well at times, made it difficult. But what 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 will Rangers have to do tonight other than? Well, I know what they need to do, but I'm just asking you as a fan who watches Rangers every week, what what will be the key factors tonight for Rangers to get through this tie? I think, well, for me, the two key things they're going to have to do, I think they need to be sharper in defence in terms of not making silly mistakes because that penalty kick allowed Servette back into the game and at that point they hadn't offered much of a threat. It was, a, you know, Bessers went in with his arms up in the air when he shouldn't have. So we've got to be careful of that. But we've got to take our chances. That's the key point. When our chances come tonight, we have to take them. Because some of the chances last week, I mean, Sam Lammers, Lammers. he's got an open goal and he he misses it. You can't miss those chances in the Champions League. And Conor, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he'd taken his chance. And that would have been 3-0. Stephen, you wanted to jump in there? No, I was just saying the team's in. Oh, the team's team's in. in. Conor, here we go. Stephen, give us the team. So it's Jack Butland in goals, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, John Suter, Borna Barisic. Okay, so you were right. Yeah, Yeah, a midfield okay. three of Ryan Jack, Raskin and Sifuentes. Mm-hmm. And a front three of Todd Cantwell, Danilo and Seema. Right, so Seema in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, the team's Seema instead of Lammers. I thought Lammers might mm-hmm. play, but quite a similar, looks a, a solid team and, and one that's out there maybe not to lose. So Butland, Tavernier, the captain, of course, Goldson and Suter and Barisic, Jack, Raskin and Sifuentes, Cantwell and Sima and Danilo. On the bench, McCrory, Wright, Hadji, Desers, Lammers, Dowell, Sterling, Wright, Balligan, King, Devine and Lyle. Connor, what do you feel about that lineup? Um, Yeah, I'm happy with it. As I said, I'm maybe where I gave Matondo the nod, but I'm, I'm, what I'm really happy actually is I'm happy to see Danilo getting the start over Dessers tonight because mm-hmm. I think Dessers is still, you know, he's still working his way in and I'm yeah. not going to turn around after a couple of games and say, oh, you know, he's a terrible player. But I do think that Danilo has shown already that he just looks a threat. I mean, every time he got yeah. the ball last week, albeit he's slightly off his passing, which need, needed a bit, a bit of tweaking, but he looked dangerous. And I think that's, that's important because if he gets that other end right, the final product, He'll, he'll be a player so I'm, I'm interested to see what he'll do um, and I think Seaman and Cantwell either side of him I don't mind that Cantwell I think is a, a smashing player and I think Seema I think he's a work in progress because I do think he's a bit clumsy at times when you see the way he plays but he seems to work, he seems to get through players and that, that that's the important thing at the end of the day if you're, if you're getting chances um, so no I'm, I'm happy with, the, with that team Um and I suppose we'll see where the game goes mm-hmm. uh, as it continues. If if he does make the changes that John was saying, if it's maybe not working, do you look at Matondo? I personally would, but um, yeah, I'm a bit confident, more confident actually with the, that squad with Dessers not starting um, than I would have been if he was, just because I think Denny was a better player. And John Rangers, I'm sure, will remember that just over a year ago, what, 15, 16 months ago, they were in a European final. Yeah, and, and um, the reason they did that is because they went away from home yeah. to, to mm-hmm. difficult venues and they performed and, and they stood up as a team. They were together. They, they were very... Um, the spirit, the character within within the group was excellent and to reach a, a European final was uh, 
was an amazing achievement for them and obviously they were very unlucky in the final it goes to penalties it becomes a becomes a bit of a toss of a coin if you're honest in the final you've seen great teams World Cup teams being decided on penalties so it can go it can go either way but some of the performances lead into the final were outstanding both home and away I have does, to say that Does Ryan Jack get enough credit for what he does for Rangers Stephen? Um, I, th- I think he, I think he does I think he's always held in in high regard I think they've signed a lot of midfielders over Ryan Jack's time but with these types of games he always gets a nod so um, he's, he's huge for them tonight I think him and Cifuentes the role they play in there in terms of uh, as, as Connor says I, I think this team are no mugs it's going to be a real tough night and I think them and Jack Butland I think they're the key players tonight But you still you don't think it'll go all the way you think No I think Rangers can get out of there with a, with a draw um, I Intrigued to see how um, Sima does. Yeah. I think he has, as Connor says, he has looked clumsy at times, but he does give that team pace. Um, I think it's an important asset for them tonight. And that's what you were saying in the first hour. You were worried Rangers didn't have enough pace. It's, it's when you yeah. look at it, in, in terms of the way they've been for the last few years. I think Ryan Kent was almost just a, he was just a, always there, yeah. and, and he was the one guy in the team. At times they, they hadn't had the right winger. Sometimes they had Hadji playing that role, Aribo, never really a, a settled right winger, but Ryan Kent was always there as, as the ball carrier. Thanks very much, Connor. Good call. And let's hope we're speaking to you tomorrow night after a Rangers Cheers, victory. Cheers. All the best. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Have a good Big Rangers fan there, Connor. On the line. Yep. talking about yeah. Jack there, because Jack was oh. one of the players last season and was almost, almost gone. Mm-hmm. He was one of the players that was out of contract and people were talking, will he stay, will he go? You saw Kent leave, you saw Morellas, you saw several other players. But obviously, Michael Beale's come in and he's, he's obviously give Ryan Jack you know, a vote of confidence and said, look, I want you here. I want you a big part of my team. I believe in you. And obviously, Jack's signed, signed a new deal. Um, and you know he is one of those players where you can rely on him. He's, you know, he's solid in the middle of the park. And, uh, and obviously, um, I'm sure Michael Beale made that happen. He wanted the kid in his team. Celtic could be interested in a world star. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Well, it happens every day now. Someone's off to the Middle East. Stephen McGinn this time is it? Neymar's on his way from PSG off to Saudi Arabia. Not that much money though, is it? What is it? 86 million? Yes, it's amazing the, the fees and the wages. Um, but it's important I think with Neymar getting out to play football again yeah. um, I don't know what's going on with Mbappe as well at PSG but these guys need to be playing football do they want to play football anymore if they get so much money probably don't need to but yeah. I think these uh, big tournaments are important to them as a Brazil leader it's crazy yeah. uh, completely different but what about Moses Caicedo he's finally gone to Chelsea 115 million it's a yeah. great story isn't it the young Ecuadorian there's nine or ten children he sends you know he's looking after his family there in a really poor country but uh, what a player yeah and I think he signed for Brighton for something like 4.5 Four, million yeah. 115 million I think he had the choice for Liverpool or mm-hmm. Chelsea and um, he's gone to Chelsea but he, he's a good player you know last season Brighton finished six Roberto De Zerbi the manager and um, they keep losing their best players. You know, Sanchez, the goalkeeper, yep. um, McAllister went to Liverpool. Matomo's a brilliant player, keeping Kyogo at the Japan national team. Uh, he plays wide right, mind you, but uh, he went to the World Cup where Kyogo didn't. 
I couldn't believe. Um, but yeah, Brighton, uh, he's a really good player. He gets he gets goal side, Paul. He makes really good tackles. He can play box to box. He's he's a brilliant footballer, Casero. So, what about Celtic? There will be more signings before the end of the window. And the latest is the word. The Portuguese winger, Daniel Podence, is being followed by Celtic as Wolves look to part company with him. He doesn't seem to feature at the moment. The 27-year-old, he was valued around £12 million, Stephen, John, but uh, he's frozen out at the moment. Room for negotiation. What do you feel about him? Well, I think he's more of a signing of the, the Jota Oak. I think yep. what Celtic are lacking with Jota leaving is that someone that's got a wee bit of trickery, um, can can carry the ball in between midfield and forward and I always really like Potence I think he's he's been really good at times with Wolves and he's been linked with Celtic before so I'm sure they carry some sort of interest but it's just as it as it always is with um, getting players out of the English market is the wages and what the fee are, is involved Started out at Sporting of course now at Wolves he's gone out of favour at the moment John yeah. could you see him coming? Yeah, I could I could see him coming he's a, he's a player that's been playing in the Premier League at mm-hmm. Wolves um, if if Celtic were to get the the right sort of deal over the line, uh, I think he's another player with quality. You look at Jota; we didn't know anything about him. We took him out of Benfica, sort of second team, if you like, and look at the su- success we had with him. So sometimes you might have to just gamble on one or two players. Um, it's just a case of whether or not Celtic can to get him in in the sort of. Um, wage structure and obviously a fee for him because uh, everybody knows now Celtic going into the Champions League they'll think they can play the pay the, the Premier League sort of transfer fees but I, I don't think Celtic are in the market to do that so if they get him on a reasonable deal then why not? Inflation is crazy in football crazy. isn't it? And obviously Scotland I mean Celtic Rangers are in a different it's like a different league now Stephen isn't it from even then got Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen and then everyone else yeah, um, but I think it's important where we're at in terms of the team that finishes third at the minute is getting guaranteed European fi- uh, yeah. football, uh, group stage football, which is really important to bridge that gap. And as I said, it's a it's another big week for for Scotland in terms of keeping those those positions in the coefficient table if um, Rangers and Hibs can get the job done against the, these Swiss teams. Celtic don't play, of course, until Kilmarnock at the weekend. The plastic pitch again will be shown in telly. Uh, last weekend, a 4-1 win for them on the grass at Petordry. And the manager spoke about the, the squad and the importance of having quite a number of good players. Yeah, and it is. It's, it, it really is a squad game when you're at a, a club like Celtic. There's so many games and, and every game is a, is a big game. So, um, But Welshie was, was excellent when he came in. You know, he's, he trains so well. Yeah, Oldham as well comes in, makes an impact. Yang does really well for the third goal. So, um, so yeah, it's important that the players are always ready. And uh, I think you've seen that there today, that uh, when they come in, they, they contribute. He was asked about the fitness of CCV. Hopefully, OK. He, he, felt his, he felt his hamstring a little bit. So we just have to assess that and see what it is. We didn't want to put any more risk on it. But John, you wouldn't risk him, would you? No, rugby you can't, park. You can't yeah. risk hamstrings either, because if you do risk them... They go from being a slight sort of um, little yeah. tweak um, and then obviously as soon as he's... And Carter Vickers is, is sneaky quick as well when he gets going. He's, you know, people don't think he's quick, but he can. He can move, by the way. Um, and the last thing you'd want, Paul, is is, is a pull uh, to your hamstring because then you're looking at five to six weeks and you lose a player. So rather than holding back for a week or two, rather than forcing him but Welsh has just, just done really well um, 
you know, so he's he's obviously got um, Welsh and and um, Rocky in the Navros, side. Yeah, Navroski, you like Nav- the look Navroski. of him. Oh, he said brilliant. earlier, very good. Well. I, from yeah. the first moment I saw him, I thought uh, there's yeah. a real defender there. You know the way that the way that he goes and tacks the ball, very good with the ball at his mm. feet as well. Celtic it's important to have players like that. Carter Vickers does it as well. He'll come out with the ball and uh, players are available. He makes sure that. You know, it's a nice, crisp, good pass into uh, one of his players' feet. So, yeah, I've been impressed because you'll go and head the ball as well. Very, very good signing. Stephen, you like the look of him. Gives him more height as well. And Lagerbilk as well could add to that. He was asked about the replacement for Carl Starfeld. He just had a few words to say on it. Very, very close. I'm pretty sure that next week we'll uh, we'll get that done. Yeah, he's in Glasgow for the medical. That should come out any time. All being well, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's a big test for the Celtic defenders. The, if it, if it's Welsh and Navrocki and, and Sunday, because from knowing Derek McInnes like I do, I think they'll put an onus on making them defend and see what they've got this weekend. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers will be showing his players clips of that Rangers game from two weeks ago and and how aggressive and difficult Kilmallock can make it down there on their own sur- surface. So. If that's going to be the, the partnership this weekend, I think it's a it's a big job for them to deal with Kyle Vassell. What do you make of your old team, Kyle Vassell, back fits and in general, Derek? So this time last year, you'd just gone from Kelly, you went to Falkirk, back in the Premiership, and they survived. It was a tough season. What do you see the difference for this year? Big difference. I think he's recruited really well. I think Stuart Finlay and um, Dees at the back, mm-hmm. really real good signs. I know Kyle McGuinness really well. If they can keep him fit, it's a, it's a big signing. I just think they look like a they look like one of Derek McInnes' Aberdeen team um, against Rangers. That's what it looked like. They're aggressive, really fit. Asked questions of the, the other team all the time. Were a real threat from uh, dead balls. So I expect it to be the same for Celtic Sunday. I don't think they'll get it all their own way and they'll really have to, to stand up to, at times, an aerial battle. John? I think it's all about Celtic. Uh, I know I know Kilmarnock have started yeah. the season really well. The opening day they got a great result. And then a good mm. good point at Hearts at the weekend. High flying, well fancied mm. hearts, by the way. Um so that's a really good point. I think Derek will be delighted with their start. He'll be looking to continue that form, that momentum into the game at Rugby Park at the weekend in a cup tie against Celtic. But I think if Celtic play, if if home starts uh, or you know we all fancied Kilmarnock a couple of seasons ago. Celtic went there and thumped them 5 0 mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's again, everybody fancied Aberdeen to cause an upset at the weekend. Can they, you know, have, have on the back of Celtic's sort of, um, you know, okay performance against Ross County, although they won the game? Yeah. Celtic mm-hmm. turned up and, and, and controlled most of the game. I think they can do that again. But for Kilmarnock, they'll take a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in, in the start that they've had. They'll fancy an upset down there. Um, you know, I'm not even going to mention the pitch, but I just have. Go on, you um, did, yeah. No, but yeah. listen, you know, it's something that away team's going to have to put up with. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there for good. And, um, you know, it, it, it is a tie that, that's got food for thought and Brendan will seriously think about who he starts, you know, in terms of can Celtic yep. keep the ball on, on that difficult pitch? I think they'll dry it out. Uh, like, like It was very dry, wasn't it? I know Pataudry is a different yeah. pitch completely, completely, but it was dry at the weekend, wasn't it? Stephen, what are you thinking there? I saw your eyebrow going up. No, it was just the, the pitch will play a part in Kilmarnock. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there as a Kilmarnock player. I speak about using the, the home advantage, mm-hmm. um, using the pitch and that teams don't enjoy coming and playing on it. And it, it does play slower when it's dry out, as dried as it 
out as it will be on Sunday so they'll use that extra extra bounce to close Celtic down and make life really uncomfortable for them at times I think Kilmarnock they've had a brilliant start they've had the start that they would have wanted really and they go into the game with momentum but it's important that Derek McInnes keeps up you know that that momentum that 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 key elements that have got them these two brilliant results and they're going to have to put it, put a really good performance in if they're going to get anything against Celtic sure. at the weekend. That away point was massive for them because that's what they couldn't do last year. Suddenly they couldn't win away from home. Yes. If you're just tuning in, Rangers will be in action in less than an hour. 7.30 kickoff in Geneva against Servette. They're 2-1 up, as you know, and they start with Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic, Jack, Raskin and Sifuentes, admired by all our panellists this week, uh, Cantwell and Seema, with Danilo and on the bench they've got uh, McCrory of course the keeper Wright Hadji Desers Lammers Dowell Sterling Wright Balligan King Devine and Lyle so we'll come back to the Rangers game shortly we're on this weekend's games as well St Mirren against Motherwell Stephen I'm looking at you first because St Mirren your old team up against your brother's Motherwell yeah a big game um, in terms of that battle I think I think two teams that started the season will be reasonably happy. Well, Simon definitely. I mean, I know. Um, I mean, what a buzz it is in, in Renfrewshire Paisley yeah. at the minute with St Mirren. I mean, the home crowd was amazing at the weekend, mm. uh, nearly selling out the the home areas of the. And there's just such a feel good factor about the club. And I mean, you you've got to you've got to be dreaming. You've got to be fancying your chances. Yeah. Hibs have had a really slow start. Why can't you split up that top five and, and make European football? It is the next step for St Mirren as a club. And Going into the season, I wasn't worried about them, their home form, I wasn't worried about them defensively, but I thought with Curtis Men going, and uh, Jonas Ayunga was still injured, where were the goals going to come from, what was the attacking threat going to be? I think Cormac Menemann so far has been one of the signings of the season, mm-hmm. I know he's someone that Stephen Robinson and Dermot Carroll know very well from the Irish set-up, but... Sure. He's, he's looked really good so far. It was his goal. I know it came off Sean, say. Yeah, but, but yeah. even just his overall performance at Easter Road the week before, I think he gave Lewis Stevenson a real tough afternoon. He was strong in the air. He was holding the ball. He was comfortable carrying the ball. So he looks a real good signing. And I think for Motherwell as well, a positive for them is when you lose Kevin Van Veen, um, you lose Max Johnson, mm-hmm. two players that are very hard to replace. But all of a sudden you're starting to Connor Wilkinson started really well as a Motherwell player and the young boy Beerif from, from Arsenal I mean he looks like a super talent so um, the recru- recruitment team can be pleased with from both sides what they've seen so far so I wonder what's going to happen what do you reckon we won't see you before then probably so that's a tough one for you to call who's going to win that one I think I, I, th- I think it could be a draw I don't think there's a lot between the teams and in the context of the season I know it's very early but I think it's a battle throughout the season where both teams might keep an eye on it and the other team score so I think it'll be a draw and for the season John St Mirren you expect them to do well did so well last year of course they've lost quite a few players but hopefully another good win a good year for St Mirren yeah they surprised a few last season didn't they Um, uh, Steve Robinson um, done really really Mm. well uh, since coming back up from was it Fleetwood he was at Um, where was he at Morecambe wasn't he Morecambe sorry Morecambe um, done well, good manager. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people surprised that you know when he left Motherwell, 
um, to go down to Morecambe, but he had another opportunity at St Mirren. Mm. He's, he's taken it and he's done. He's kind really of proved well. himself. I'm not saying he had anything to prove because no. he did really well at Motherwell. I thought but he, he felt did. it was time to go, didn't he? And he yeah, went and he, down I thought he was. I thought yeah. he was lucky. I thought he was lucky to get the opportunity back at St Mirren mm. so quickly, having having sort of been at Morecambe. Yep. But he was available, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously he, he clearly knows uh, the league. Um, and I fancy them to beat Motherwell. I think St Mirren will win that game. The other games this weekend, Airdrie against Ross County, Hearts Partick Thistle, Rangers against Morton, that's Saturday, Livingston against Ayr on Saturday, we'll maybe talk about that later, Hibs Wraith Rovers on Sunday at two, and Kilmarnock against Celtic, as well as Stirling Albion against Aberdeen, which is the Friday night game. And Stirling Albion have surprised quite a few people so far, but uh, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm talking about a draw as if it's the, the league, yeah. and just associate St Mirren Motherwell with yeah, the yeah, league yeah, cup yeah, game yeah. this weekend, it's so obviously it can yeah. be a draw. Um, uh, just with their home form, I probably take some month to edge out over the tie. Mm. And what was your question here? Yep. For Stirling Albion against Aberdeen. Stirling Albion versus yeah. Aberdeen, obviously, it's the same fixture as last year in the group stage of the mm -hmm. Cup. Aberdeen won at 6 0. Yeah. Um, so I think Aberdeen will be strong favourites going there. I can't really see them with the goals they've got in the team, with how Barry Robson will approach the game. I expect them to win by a few goals on Friday night. Quick break and then we're back. The countdown's on to kick off. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! So what would John Hartson be worth if he was still playing today? Stephen McGinn, what do you reckon? The way it's going, it's going up every day, isn't it? When we look so, say it was a 26, 27, 28 year old John Hartson. 30 million. Higher maybe? Higher. <laughs> Strikers is the biggest money, isn't it? Although, what about the midfielders these days who, you know, might say... I suppose in terms of the English Premier League market, I mean, you're signing holding midfielders for £110 million, yep. So, mm. yeah, it's, I mean, they're very quick to, to say the Saudis are ruining football, but they've gone a bit mad down, there, down south themselves. I went to Wimbledon 24 years ago yep. for £7.5 Wow. 24 years ago, what's that? Wow. That's... Uh... Well, if you're just looking at it, inflation, all the rest, it must be 30, 40 million. But the actual inflation in football is now absolutely... We hardly mentioned 50 million pound signings. What would the King be worth? What would yeah. Henrik be worth? Uh, that was my... You couldn't I buy was going to ask you. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's weird though, you yeah. sign an English holding midfielder yeah. for 100 million, mm -hmm. but you're able to sign Ellen Haaland for 50 million. Exactly. Sometimes the whole market mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense. Of course. On you. And Jude Bellingham, I mean, I know he... What was he, again, because Liverpool ended up offering more they maybe could have had him if it was later in the summer I think just, just, just over gone. 100 I was think it? yeah mm -hmm. and Liverpool said they couldn't afford him no, and then, then they put a 111 for Casado, yeah. for Casado. Jamie Carragher was a little bit um, yeah. once it critical but yeah. I think he, he was having a little go last night about their transfer policy yeah. Liverpool's some of the uh, Tartan connections over the weekend for example I suppose to Coglo adopted Scott you know Greek um, Australian um, he made such an impression here what did you think John of the 2-2 two -two at the weekend and how it, so he loses Harry Kane on the Friday night Saturday morning yeah I thought he, I thought that the team you could see glimpses of how, how they're going to play they pushed their full backs on um, Son again he's been uh, he's been given the captaincy hasn't he mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah I, I think Given time again, you know, um, I think he will put this put his stamp on the team, and, and I'm, I'm sure the Spurs fans are in for a treat going forward. Whether he can finish in that top four, Paul, you know, he's got a lot of competition. Liverpool have strengthened, Chelsea, Man United, you know, Man City, Arsenal. So that Newcastle, top four place, yeah. Brighton finished sixth last season, Newcastle. Mm -hmm. So he'll have to go some to get into that top four. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when you look at the 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 the, the, um, the competition that he's mm. up against. For sure. Stephen, what do you feel? I see quite a lot of the fans enjoyed it. I heard somebody on saying, wow, that's the best football we've seen from Spurs in, in years. Yeah, I think the biggest thing we can say about knowing Ange Postacoglu is Tottenham can lose Harry Kane and potentially score more goals as a team than they did last year. Yeah. I think there's no doubting that they're going to score goals. I think their games are going to be good. Um, box office every week because I don't think they're going to keep many clean sheets either. So um, I expect more 2 twos, 3 twos down the line. Man United, we mentioned day one last night. It seemed a long weekend of football, doesn't it? Because it kicked off on Friday night. Burnley, what a start for them up against Man City. It's, uh, it was probably only going to go one way for Vincent Company. Have you watched the programme yet? On, Not yet, no. That's I'm very good. Because Craig like Bellamy, yeah. a good mate of mine, is, of is Vincent Company's He's on assistant it quite a lot. manager. He's there yeah, like by his side that. all the time. Have yeah. you seen it, Stephen? No, not no, yet. No. You're too busy with the babysitting. And, well, not babysitting children, but yeah. it's, on, it's on Netflix. Yep. Nice. It looks really good. Yeah, I think, definitely think enjoy watch it. I love that. Yeah, sort it's, of stuff. it's behind the scenes yeah. stuff. And, and with the owners, of course, who came in a couple of years ago and then went down. So it starts at the end of the season before. And of course, they go down right at the end. And then the story of them coming back up. So, yeah, quite enjoying it. Back to this weekend. So, some of the. Nathan Patterson came so close to getting his first Premier League goal as he hit the bar in Everton's defeat. So, a tough start for them. But we're always watching Nathan Patterson, see how he'll do, how he'll do for Scotland. Yeah, pleased to see him back in. You know, Seamus Coleman had a really yeah. terrible injury, yeah. but it's offered up a chance for Nathan Patterson to really make that his own. And working with Sean Dyche and, and having first hand of how he works with the back four, I think he's going to make him a better defender. And as going forward for the national team, it's a huge positive that he's that he's playing. Odson Edward, the striker that you always liked, John. The Celtic fans loved him. Um, didn't have a great season last year, did he? Down at uh, Crystal Palace, but got a goal at the weekend. Yeah, it was a good goal as well. Yeah. The ball was whipped in, and he got himself in front of the defender. It was like a nice, neat finish. Um, so delighted for Edward. Um, as you say, he went down for what sixteen million, left Celtic, did very well for Celtic. There was a little bit of uh, animosity when he left the club. I think. You know, we, you know, he was um, he was on fire for Celtic at one stage. Scored an awful lot of goals. You never want to lose your your best players, but joined the Premier League. They didn't play that much, but he's you know he started the first game of the season for Crystal Palace. Scored, and hopefully he can get himself on a run now because he's certainly got great talent, Edward. Who's going to win the title, John? I know we touched on it last week. For you in England, who's it going to be? Can anyone beat Man City? Um, I think I don't think it'll be a, a one horse race I think I do fancy Man City um, but I think Arsenal look very good as well I think with Declan Rice uh, assured in the middle of the park there um, Havertz did, didn't start um, Jesus to come back in you know they got Saka on one side Martinelli on the other side brilliant players um, I think they'll make a, another fist of it Arsenal but I, I think City again going for the, is it their fifth Premier League in a row, is it? Or their fourth? Fourth out of five, isn't it? Might yeah. be, might be their fourth, Paul, but it's incredible form. Are Arsenal going to play two keepers to see David Raya? It's happened, £3 million just now, and then £27 million to top it up later. Yeah, well, it's Ramsdale, who, yeah. who I think has done really well at Arsenal, but David Raya, I reckon he's unbelievable with his feet. It's a loan deal from, mm. from Brentford initially. And then if the Arsenal were to make it a permanent, I think it's another £27 million. What's the story of the other joint? Can you have two number ones? So, well, it's not two number ones. There's always a one number one, yeah. but 
I don't yeah. know how, how Arteta is going to play them both and keep them both happy. Maybe he, he fancies Raya more, uh, Raya more than than Ramsdale. But again, Arsenal finished second last season with Ramsdale playing ever so well, and he decides to bring a goalkeeper in. Uh, you know, I don't know. I need to double my fee for Big John because Mitrovic has just been linked to a move for forty-six million, and Big John is better than him. Quanto, <laughs> how much? Forty-six million. To for Mitrovic, yeah. John Harsons. Let's do that bit again for the podcast. <laughs> Stephen McGinn, how much is the Arsenal Celtic West Ham legend West 70 Brom million. 70 million. Any further bids for just crazy money there in England? And, and I'm, sure you, the, I'm sure the agents would fill their boots on the uh, back of that DJ. one. <laughs> if only you were doing that, John, the, the money they make. And is it right? Um, apart from Villa, who do you think is going to win the title? Well, I, I, it's really hard to go against Man City. Um, I think the going for the fourth Premier League no club's done it in a row I think it's the sort of thing that keeps Pep really demanding but when you just take a step back and you look at it and you think Riyad Mahrez is gone Gundogan's gone mm. Kevin De Bruyne announced today he's out for four months I mean that's a lot of I mean that's a lot of goals and assists and um, any team in the world struggles with losing M3 so I think they might have a bit of business to do before between now and August because with Arsenal bringing in David Raya, I think it was at the end of the season, Arne Ramsdale made a few mistakes. Arsenal are leaving no stone unturned in terms of chasing down this title. Stephen, can I ask you, last season was Villa 8th? Was Villa the 8th? 7th, they finished. 7th, behind Tottenham Brighton, who was 6th. Unai Emery, brilliant manager. Yeah. Um, fantastic with Sevilla winning all them Europa Leagues. Um, where can they finish in terms of will they improve Ollie Watkins your brother they've got some brilliant players yeah I mean it's a, it's a target I was lucky enough at the end of last season to have a 5-10 minute chat with Unai Emery and we spoke about the Europa Leagues and um, he, he spoke about the one that he always remembers he can't forget the one he lost to Chelsea it's the only <laughs> yeah. one he says the, yeah. the, the wins were good but it's the ones I lose and um, he wants wow. to keep pushing Villa and it's such a competitive I mean, they finished seventh, and when you think of the top seven, Chelsea weren't in that. Uh, Chelsea are going to spend, what, sure. 800 million. Mm. Tottenham weren't in, in that. So, wow. the teams above, I mean, mm. Newcastle aren't getting any worse. Brighton, I don't know, they've mm. lost Caicedo, but no sign of not having good players. But can they approve on a... I think it's a plan, but as I say, it's such a competitive, um, such a competitive yeah. league in, in terms of the top eight or nine it's not the start they were looking for. I mean, you're going up to Newcastle with high hopes that they can go and win. They've had a brilliant pre-season and it didn't count for much, but it was a sore one on Saturday, so they've got a chance to bounce back. When Everton you talk about that big one that, that affects him more, the Arsenal, I was doing a lot of Radio 5 Live at the time and in the quarter-final, Arsenal went to Napoli and got through. In the semi-final, they went to Valencia mm -hmm. and got through and eventually they lost to Chelsea in wow. Azerbaijan. Yeah in the final so yeah. he did brilliantly still to beat them teams and get to the final unfortunately Chelsea were a bit too strong so still did very well at Arsenal great chat I prefer the Go Radio football show to Five Live but thank you for my mention again I shouldn't oh, have well I wasn't that, there with Go Radio you two, you two would be great we should do a podcast <laughs> with you um, and then the championship at the weekend so Queen's Park top of the table they led for so much last season Patrick Thistle losing at Airdrie Air a win against uh, Inverness Dundee United and Dunfermline Dundee United most people's choice uh, to win the title and Dunfermline that you know well Stephen did well at 1-1 and Wraith Rovers won to watch 
3-2 against Morton. Do you know we've teamed up with Alea in Glasgow to give you the chance to win up to £250 to spend in the brand new relaunch sports bar. You can watch all your favourite sports action this season. Martin won £250 on Friday, so we've given away £650 in two weeks, just uh, three shows. Go to thisisgo.co.uk. Last four minutes. Let's look to Rangers tonight then. You've both said you think Rangers can do it. John, um, John you think it's going to be, keep the heat, don't go daft. Keep That's what heat. Michael Beale, he didn't say those words, but uh, yeah. speaking ahead of the game, they're focused to win, but this is how they'll approach it. Yeah, it's being hard to beat. It's being set up really well and a lot of cohesion, organisation in the game. And you know that the home team have to come to win the game. So there's going to be opportunities for you if you can regain the ball in, in interesting areas and attack at speed. We think it'll be quite a, an even contest tomorrow, quite open in terms of there has to be an outcome on the night. So uh, we're ready for everything that comes our way. And the Rangers team, as they start tonight, we gave you it just a wee while ago. Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic. Jack, Raskin and Sefuentes. Huge night for the three of them. Cantwell and Sima with Danilo. Stephen, What's your final thoughts then for Rangers this evening? I think it's going to be a really tough night. I think it's a huge test for the, for them and for Michael Beal. And I think they just need to get out of that. I think I think everyone connected with Rangers would snap your hand off their draw and just look forward to the PSV tie. You got it right. About four at the back. Barry Ferguson, who knows a lot about you know Rangers and how to to win in Europe or to survive in Europe that year they went all the way to 2008 it was ugly wasn't it a lot of the games and Walter Smith said that at the time but they got the results all the way to the final and I speak about Jack Butland I think I remember on that run Alan McGregor gave one of the great goalkeeping performances in, in Bremen Yep. Um, I mean some of the saves were ridiculous that night so it could be a coming of age night for Jack Butland as a Rangers goalkeeper um, and I think it, I think it's an important night for him um, I think he's going to be tested, so looking forward to watching it. Just mentioning John Sutter, who's been, I know it's really early, has a, a really good start to the season. Yeah, they like him there, don't they? Injured, of course, when he came across from Hearts. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately for him, he was injured. He took him a little bit of time. But now he's in, very good player, good defender, quick, reads the situation very well. But I think Servette tonight, they'll really, really fancy it. I think they'll look to leave everything out on the pitch. They need a goal. They're at home. They'll push on in front of the home crowd. It's up to Rangers to deal with that, defend strongly. And as Michael Beale have said, they'll, they'll have threats of their own, particularly on the counter-attack. But they need a very, very strong start to the game to Rangers. So Fuentes, we mentioned earlier, big night for him, just in at the club. Uh, it's just played one game. And Nicola Raskin, who has impressed everyone, Stephen, since he arrived last earlier this year. Yeah, and I, I, I do. I think it free, it'll free him up. I think he's a ball player. I think he he passes forward. He, he gets involved in attack and play. I think having Sifuentes in there, obviously he's got Jack as well in there, uh, which will totally free him up. Um, I think it'll suit him more. I think it'll get more out of him. And your scoreline again? I think 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Scorer for Rangers, who do you think? Um, Doesn't really matter, but... Tavernier. You think Tavernier, yeah. Probably Penalty. I'll tell you, he's got some record. John, scoreline as well from you? I think it'll be um, a draw and I think Rangers will go through. But as I said, um, it's vitally important that they defend strongly because Savet will will have spells in the game where, where they'll come at Rangers. They have to. It's their home tie. They're a goal behind. Um, but I, I, I do feel that Rangers will go through on the night. 
I just think we're really focused. I think we did a good job last week to get ourselves in front, but this game for us starts nil-nil and it's important we try to win again because if we do that, then we know we're definitely through. We know it's hugely important to, to the club, the fans and, and us as, as players and staff as well. So it's just important we attack the game head on. You love the European nights, John? Yeah, great nights. Great to be involved in, of course, the Champions League is... Is, is the holy grail. Uh, that's where you want to be playing. Uh, but as as um, Stephen has just alluded to, if, if worse comes to worst, Rangers will potentially still end up with a Europa League place, still go into Europe to start the season, but you want to get through to the to the big nights at Ibrox and, of course, at Celtic Park. John, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. See you again next week. Coming up next, it's the news and then Jokal Day. Tomorrow night at five, it's Barry and Peter. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. Crafty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. The sailing boys are in the green room, and if the Rangers boys are in it's the blue room. So <laughs> Crofty samples the vegan options. Do you know what I love about a satay? It's got a bit of heat to it that I don't normally get. And Grado samples everything else. I think this might be the best South Indian culture. I'm oh, telling you, that I've done Before the ultimate test, the Dougie Bat. I've done with both of them and share them if they were both there. Because they're both very good. Episode 6 at Mr. Sings is available now. Search for Raid the Plate wherever you get your podcasts with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years.